My name is John Richter. I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, we're going to be talking, finishing our last series on As You Go. As You Go. And, um, but uh, before I jump into that, I, ha- I had a quick story. I was uh, talking with a young man, a student at Miami University, and his name's Herbert. Herbert's African-American, and um, he and I are really close friends. We have lunch together, and, and um, I don't know, he's just, he's an important person to me, and, and um, we hang out a lot together and things, but... Um, I was asking Herbert, and we were t- just talking, and he was just saying to me how important fathers are, and he was t- especially in the African-American community, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what community. God designed us, right, that the f- in the family structure is so important that we have fathers that are present, right, that we have people that are investing in, in I mean, it just in loving and caring and nurturing that undeserved, unconditional love of the Father. Julie and I were just talking about how the love of God is just so crazy amazing. It's just in, in how God is the epitome of what fathering is all about, and we learn so much from him. And I, and I pray every day, I just like, Lord, make me a father like you're a father. Right? That should be our prayer as fathers, is I want a father like you, Father, Lord God. And what I see you doing, that's the thing that I want to do. So let's just pray real quick. Um, just re- extend a hand. You don't have to touch them if you don't want to. Just extend a hand towards a father. Lord, I thank you. God, I thank you for every father that's in this room. I thank you for the fathers that have fathered the people in this room. God, the great fathers that have invested time and have sacrificed and have laid down life for the people that are here in this room. God, we rejoice and we just bless, we bless abundantly. God, I bless those that are here and those that are even extended beyond here, Lord. God, I just, God, that, that, that gift of fathering, I just release upon them right now. God, more increase, God, more blessing, God, upon them, more favor upon them, every one of them, God. And God, may your love explode in these fathers' hearts, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. That's good. So we are going to conclude. This is the last part of As You Go. We finally got here. I think we went nine weeks on this. Um, I want to talk at the end about why I think this is so significant and why this is so important. But, um, but anyways, it's been, it's been a good time, and I think we're all growing in this. This is, this is not something that we, we don't master this, all right? And, but it's something that we're growing into. So turn with me to Matthew Chapter 10, verses 7 and 8. We're going to read this together. Kim and I were just, uh, I got to brag on Kim a little bit. She's not here. But um, it's always nice when you're preaching a series or preaching a message and it like hits home. Like some people, somebody at home actually figures out how to go out and do what we're supposed to be doing. And Kim, we were this week, we were on our date night. Thursday nights is our date night. And uh, Kim and I were at, we decided to go to Fan Shin. Well, they didn't have the opening dining. It was dining outside. So anybody know, what's the, what's the first name of the, of the owner of Fan Shin? Part? Is it Jackie? I know. Anyways. Anyway, so the, the owner of Fan Shin, she's there, and she's serving us, and she is the sweetest lady. She is the sweetest lady. And we're, she's telling us about how their, their business survived COVID and survived the quarantine and all the things that happened. And there was a lot of, like, Really, to me, my, my perspective, God things that took place to really help keep the, their business open. And I don't think she quite saw it that way, but that's okay. 
And, um, and anyway, so Kim go, all of a sudden just says, hey, can, can we pray and bless your business? And I, it, I was just like, I love my wife. I love my wife. She is awesome. And so we got to pray over them. And, and it, you could tell, it was, let's just be honest, it was a little bit awkward. She was unsure because she didn't quite believe the same thing we believed. And, and she even said that to us later. And I was like, that's fine. That's okay. We just want to bless your business. We want to bless this place. And that's, that's the whole point of as you go, right? It's when you're at Fan Shin. It's when you're at the gas station. It's not like we have to go out and, and ministry is an everyday thing. It's in the mundane activities of life that we get to bring the kingdom of God. It's our privilege as believers to everywhere we get to go, right? We get to give away what God has given to us. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. This freely give, or freely you have received, freely give. So turn with me to Matthew. We're going to read it one more time just so that everyone can have this memorized. It says, and as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. So say that with me. Freely you have received, freely give. Say it again. Freely you have received, freely give. Now let's say it and say, freely I have received, freely I give. Freely I have received, freely I give. Right? This is the message of the gospel. This is the message of the kingdom. There's no cost. Right? This is free. Freely we receive. Right? Freely we're called to give away to other people without a price. This is the message of the gospel. I'm going to do a quick word study on this because I think it's very interesting and very applicable. So freely, that word freely in the Greek means Dorian. Or excuse me, it's the word Dorian, which is a great name for a kid maybe. Dorian sounds cool. I don't know. But Dorian... Um, It means, if you look at it, the root word, it actually means undeserved gift. I love that. Undeserved gift. Undeserved gift. Undeserved. Unearned. Unearned gift. And then the second word there for receive, the word in Greek is lambano, which means, or the root of it means, to take as one's own possession. When we talk about receiving, there's actually, it's receiving, but you're taking it at, as your own possession. Right? It's there, the gift is there, but you have to take it as your own possession. So if I rephrase this, and I'm not saying this is kind of an expounded understanding of this freely you have received, freely give. If I could rewrite it, okay, in terms of these two base words, it would be this. You have taken as your own possession this undeserved gift, now freely give it away. Let me say that again. You have taken as your own possession this undeserved gift that Jesus gives to us, and now he says, now give it away. Right? This undeserved gift. This unearned gift. None of, none of us are, are good enough for this gift. Right? This isn't something that we've earned in our own right or in our own, because we're good enough. Okay? It's not that at all. It's not that we're good enough. Okay? You have taken as your own possession this undeserved gift. Now freely give it away. Now I'm going to just pause for a second because I want to ask you a question. What did they receive? What did they receive? The kingdom. I could all see though, but before we answer that question, I don't know about you, but 
I could just see like Philip and Andrew are like standing over there and Jesus is like, all right, now you've received, you know, freely you've received, now freely give, right? And Andrew leans over to Philip and goes, did I miss something? What did we receive again? Did he say that? You know what I mean? I mean, I could just see it. It's like, I could see Thomas on the other side. He's like looking all over going, like, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, did I miss something? What, what did you actually give to me, right? I mean, I mean, we're talking about something that you can't see, right? It's not something that you can see. The kingdom of, of God and the power of God and the power of the kingdom. But Jesus says, freely you have received this power and this authority from heaven. Now, freely give it away. Right? Freely give it away. And as they went, right, I'm sure they was, it was a struggle. Like, what's going to happen? All right, well, okay, Jesus prayed for this person, so I guess I'm supposed to go do that exact same thing. So they went out, and then they did it, and then guess what happened? Boom. Like, they started getting healed. I mean, they're, you know, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, freely of your seed, freely give. And all of a sudden, it's just, it's, it's flowing. It's, it's working. Right? Why? Because Jesus said it. The King of kings and Lord of lords, the creator of all the universe, walking on the planet. And he declared, freely you've received, freely give it away. I think this is, this is important because um, I want to just talk a little bit more about this freely you have received because I think this, the one thing that we do in terms of receiving that we miss, let me just talk about this for a moment, is that we miss the heart of God. All right? The two things that we fail to do when it comes to receiving healing or receiving the kingdom or receiving anything in the kingdom of God is this, is that we don't, we miss the understanding. We think that we have to work for it. We think that we have to, we go back into the old covenant and we're in the new covenant. Jesus paid the price. It's already been purchased. And all we have to do is say yes and amen. All we got to do is put up out our hands. I remember when, um, when I think of this passage about freely receiving, I think of uh, Christmas. There was a Christmas I was, uh, I was excited about Christmas. And um, I had great parents, and they loved to give good gifts and everything. So Christmas was just one of those times. And, and um, anyways, I was so excited about Christmas, I had to wake up in the middle of the night to use the restroom. And I all of a sudden realized, it's Christmas Day! And I ran downstairs, and, I, and then I saw the gifts, and I ran dun, 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 back upstairs, told, woke up my brother, woke up my sister, dun, 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 back down the steps. It's Christmas! It's God! It's over the presents! I'm so excited. I'm waking up mom and dad, and they're like, John, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? You know what I mean? I was just so excited about Christmas. You know, but I didn't do anything to earn those gifts. All I could do was freely receive, and as soon as those gifts were in front of us, I opened up the gift. That's all I did. And you know, a lot of us, that, I mean, it's just that simple. We don't understand the heart of the Father to give. The Father loves to give, and it's undeserved gifts. It's nothing that we've done to earn the gift. It's nothing that we've done to earn the gift. We just, all we do is open up our arms, we receive it, we open up the gift, and we take it for ourselves. It's just that simple. See, we don't, we don't, we don't earn Father's affection. We don't earn Father's love, but it's in weakness that God's love finds us. This is the thing that I've learned. I've learned that it's in weakness. It's in, it's in my need. It's in my lack that actually God's love and God's grace and God's kingdom comes to me. 
But this is the thing is that when he places it in our hands, what do we have to do? We have to take it. We have to take it as our own possession and actually receive it. And sometimes that can be a little bit difficult because a lot of times we're running back and forth. The reality is a lot of us, when it comes to the kingdom, we're running back and forth in front of the Christmas tree, you know, longing for these gifts, and they're just sitting right there, and all we've got to do is open them up. So how do we actually go through this receiving? Um, I guess I just want to talk about a few of my testimonies. I've had, so, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit, but I went back this week, and out of, I don't know why I did this, I just sat down and I started making a bullet list of every supernatural kingdom encounter that I've had with God. And it wasn't like in detail, all I, they were just, it was a bullet to list, like five words, one sentence. Like I got filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, I was at a prayer meeting and, the, you know, this happened. I started going through it. I had, all, I had this, like, you know, for me it was like, I think I was at 39 points or, of different things that have happened. I would recommend that you do this. This is really important. And so anyways, I, I made this list. And, but the one thing I picked out was there was five, let's see, I have five accounts of supernatural healing that I've received in my own life. Five accounts of supernatural healing that I received in my own account, and I had to learn to receive. The first one was I was uh, driving down, I just got saved, just got filled with the Holy Spirit, and I'm driving down the road, and I'm having this awful headache, and it's almost like a migraine, and I'm trying to drive, I think I'm driving to see Kim, she lives, she was over in West Virginia, and so I'm driving across the Seer, and I have this pounding headache, and I just, I, all of a sudden it just hits me. I'm like, well, why don't I ask God to heal this? And so I put my hand on my head, and I said this prayer, and it was like 10 seconds, you know, Lord, just heal this headache. I just commanded to leave in Jesus' name or something like that. I don't even know where I learned how to do that. And I took my hand off the, my head, and I was like, holy cow, I don't have a headache anymore. I mean, it was just like gone. There was no open heavens. There was no, you know, angels singing or anything like that. It was just like instantly gone. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is real. This God that I, I serve, this God that I, I'm experiencing, he, he heals. That was my first encounter with healing. Um, probably my second encounter was my shoulder. I, I, I tore my labrum, I think, I, or something. I don't know what I did. But all I can tell you is my arm wouldn't go. I, I was afraid to go see the doctor. Why? Because he was going to say, you're going to have to get surgery. And I was like, I don't want to get surgery. I couldn't lift my arm that high, you know what I mean, my left arm. And so I went up front, and past the pastor of the Vineyard, Chris Shenemon, he prays for me, he lays hands on me, and as soon as he lays hands on me, I feel heat and tingling all over my shoulder. I mean, it's just like, it's like, whoa, what's that? You know what I mean? I'm just like, that's crazy. And it was like tingling, and all this sensation was going on with it. So he gets done with the prayer, and I'm like, of course, it's healed. And then I turn around, and I lift it up, and it doesn't go about that high. And I was like, well, that's strange, because I know I felt the power of God. I mean, I, I couldn't have, like, imagined that. I mean, I was, so I just remember saying, Lord, I just thank you for healing me. I just thank you that my shoulder's healed. And I just started saying that, just like, no, I, I know God showed up. And I just kept confessing that. And two weeks later, another lady, she came and she prayed for me. And I said, well, after you pray for me, I said, I'm going to do a push-up. And I did a push-up, and then I got up, and my arm was completely healed. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. That's awesome. But I was learning to press in. I was learning to persevere, right? And my heart didn't go, well, you know, get into that place of receiving like, well, he's not going to do it. Of course, he did it for Julie, but he's not going to do it for me. Or he did it for Linda, he's not going to do it for me, right? I, no, I just said, I, I felt the presence of God, and I knew he was there, and I just held on. And I said, no, I know this is, this is what God has for me. I know God has healed my shoulder. And two weeks later, it was completely healed. 
my, my second shoulder story was actually Julie and Scott prayed for me recently. And I was kind of pressing into this because what I see in Christians, I'll just be honest with you, is we struggle sometimes to receive. We struggle to receive. And we have to like learn how, and let me just say something about this whole receiving process. Who doesn't want you to receive? The enemy. Right? The Satan doesn't want you to receive. And there's a fight. There's a battle that it's ensuing, right? We just think that just everything comes easy. Listen, we're in a battle. This isn't heaven yet, right? You're all engaged in warfare every moment, every second of your life. We're on behind enemy lines. We're behind enemy lines, and we need to learn how to function and to, and to rage war and to take hold of the things that Jesus purchased for us on the cross. And so I wanted to like learn how to do this. I'm like, Lord, teach me. Teach me to receive from you. See, some of us think like, some of us actually think, I just, I just go, some of us actually think that if I pray for Linda and she gets healed, that there's like an, there's a finite amount of healing that God can actually do in a single day. Like he can only do so much. So you know what? Pray for her. Don't pray for me. So she gets it because I don't need it right now. You know what I mean? I mean? We actually have a thought process like, don't you understand that God has infinite healing and infinite gifts? I mean, that's, that's absurd. It's stupid. It's stupid thinking. I mean, that's just dumb. I mean, God has infinite amount of resources. I mean, this whole freely give, freely receive, this is a mindset. Listen, I, don't, I mean, talk about your, let's talk about your pocketbooks a little bit. Let's talk about my pocketbook. I'll tell you how I think about my pocketbook. Freely I receive, freely I give. Come on, right? Hey, this is the key to this. It's, it's come, when, when, when we quit freely giving, maybe it freely quits coming in, right? We stop the flow of the kingdom because we're not freely giving away what we've received. And when we start going, oh, it's mine and I'm going to hold on to it and I'm not going to give it away to anybody, right? That's stupid thinking. Where was I? Holy cow. Shoulder, something about a shoulder. Yeah, Julie prayed. I was like, I want to receive. I want to learn how to receive in the kingdom. And so I pressed in, and I'm like, they prayed for it. It, it went down a little bit. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. It went down a little bit. But, you know, we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed. It went from like about an eight down to a two, but it never went completely away. Right? It was not completely gone. And I left that day, and then two, two days later, I was like, oh, my gosh, my shoulder's healed. No pain. I was like, that's awesome. I don't understand that. But you know, I didn't let my mind go into the place like God doesn't want to do this. Maybe I'm supposed to live with this. You know, all excuses in the book. I didn't let any of that. I go, no, God wants to heal me. I don't have to put up with this shoulder. I got healed. Listen, I got healed of nine months of anxiety attacks. All right? And I don't know if any of you always, I'm going to share this with you real quick. I want to just share it because I want to give glory to Jesus Christ on the awesomeness of who he is. But I was, listen, listen, this is going to get a little, this is going to get a little deep. All right? I was molested sexually by a coach, a man, right? Now just put, I know, that, that's awful to think about. All right? I, I, that was months, and, and I put up the guilt of why didn't I say it, anything, why didn't, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I struggled with my sexuality, like am I a, what am I? Right? I struggled with that. This was back in when I was like 14 years old. Well, anyways, that all came down. And I started having, like when I was in my 30s, I started having, 2005, I started having anxiety attacks. 
I mean, I, I'm like, I'm frozen in the middle of work. I can't do anything. I mean, it was awful. Nine months, they wanted to put me on anti-anxiety medicine and all this kind of stuff, right? Nine months of it, and I said, Doc, I, I, I believe Jesus wants to heal me. And so one instant, one night, Kim says, let's pray. And so Kim prays, and the Holy Spirit shows up, and Jesus comes, and I see him. He just wraps his arms around me, and every fear and every anxiety in that moment just, boom, leaves in an instant, and I never have another anxiety attack. Come on. Hallelujah. That's right. Why do you think I love Jesus so much? Oh, my gosh. There's no one like him. And then the most recent one was, or one of the most recent ones was, my, I, this was the strangest thing. We were in this prayer meeting, and I stand up, and you talk about not deserving anything. I'm like, I don't think anything has happened. They said, if someone's got a, a problem with your foot, stand up. So I said, I got plantar fasciitis going on here. I had about a year of it, right? I had torn it and everything. And I'm just standing there, and all of a sudden he prays, and I just go, I look at my foot, and I go, man, it was on fire. Like, like it was just heat, just a tons amount of heat in my foot, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it, it lasted for two hours. Lasted for two hours. At the end of it, it was just completely healed. Zero pain. Zero pain. It was amazing. So we need to learn to just reach out and take hold and take possession of what God wants to give us. Because he's not, he's not a stingy God. He's not a stingy God. He loves to give. He loves to give. It's the, it's the nature and the character of God. It says that in Psalm 23 that he prepares a table before us in the midst of our enemies, in the midst of our struggles, in the midst of our trials, that God is there and he's preparing a place for us in the midst of our enemies. God is a good God. It's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. But this is the thing is, in, in our lives, we need to create something. We call this in, in lean manufacturing, we call creating flow. You've got to create flow, right? I was, uh, I'm an engineer by trade, and so um, we were working on, I was doing some consulting work, and I was talking to this technical guy, and he was telling me this story. He was like, yeah, they got all these machines. You know, everything works. The pump motor works. The vac motor works. You know, this is a piece of cleaning machine. You know, it's plugged in. Everything works, but there's no flow. Right? There's no flow. Well, what's the problem? Because there's something stuck inside the motor, and it won't let the water prime. Right? Some of us, we've allowed things in our lives or in our hearts that got us stuck. It's stuck, and so we can't create flow. Right? We, there's no flow happening. We're not freely giving away what we've freely received. And so we have to get unstuck. And some of those things are just lies that the enemy has bombarded us with about the goodness, especially about the goodness and the character of God, that God loves to give. God loves to give to his people. He loves to give to his people. Yes, Lord. So we need to, to get unstuck from that, right? And, and any of those lies, anytime, you know, a lot of those lies, well, th this is one of those lies, is I have nothing to give. Now listen, if I said to you, listen to this for a second. If you made this statement, I have nothing to give, would that be a true statement? Absolutely not. I mean, that would be a lie from the pit of hell. I mean, if we literally think that we have nothing to give, 
But honestly, we don't realize that, that we, actually, we actually have something. The, the apostles had something. In fact, we actually have more than what the apostles had at the time of this verse. Because why? We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit who's living in us. The kingdom, he's the agent of the kingdom. And he lives and dwells in every believer. An example of this is in, in, uh, in Acts chapter 3. Then Peter said, and Peter goes down, right? As they went, Peter and John are just going to the temple. They decide they're going to the temple. So as they are going to the temple, they run across what? A, a guy that's crippled. Here we go, right? So listen, let me give you an example of this. You're going to Kroger and someone's got a boot on their foot. And you see them and they're walking right in front of you. What do you do? Come on, what do you do? Come on, well, this is this. I'm talking about this is the Jesus thing. Freely you've received, freely give. Freely you've received, freely give. Hey, I know Jesus can heal that. I know Jesus can touch that, right? Can I pray for you? What if they say no? Go get your tomatoes and, and leave the store, right? I, I, I had a word of knowledge. Listen, I, a lady came. She was a Jehovah's Witness or something like that came to my door, I had a word of knowledge for her ankle. I said, there's something wrong with the ankle. And she goes, how did you know that? And I was like, well, I, the Lord just told me that. And I said, I want to pray for you. And she would no. She, and she refused to get prayer. I was like, holy cow, you could have just left here today without, with the, so it's not, it's, it's their loss, not yours, right? It's not about you anyways. It's not about me. Freely you've received, freely give. So John and, and, and James, they're going into the temple courts, and they see this cripple. And what does he say? This is the greatest. I love this statement. I don't know. This, when I first read this, I can remember first reading this, and I, I was like, what silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. You have healing inside of you. You have the power to heal in you. All believers do. It's called Holy Spirit. Come on, let's get excited about that, right? Let's get excited about this. I'm not going to back off on this. I'll tell you why. Because we set up a mission, and I'm going to read that to you right now. This is the mission statement at the Oxford Vineyard. Discipling an ecclesia of passionate lovers of Jesus. What's an ecclesia? It's the same word used for church. It's translated church. But if I said church, you know what you guys would think about? This building right here. And that ain't what ecclesia is. Okay? The ecclesia were the Roman citizens who were supposed to infiltrate a conquered community. Right? They assembled together and made decisions about that community. And then they infiltrated the culture, the law, into that community. So you're the ecclesia of heaven. You're the ecclesia of the kingdom of God. Listen to me. And we're supposed to infiltrate and influence this community, Oxford community, with the kingdom of heaven everywhere we go. Our mission statement, discipling an ecclesia of passionate lovers of Jesus, walking daily in the power, presence, and love of the Holy Spirit, destroying... The works of the devil by doing the same miraculous works Jesus did, advancing his kingdom and his culture on earth as it is in heaven in the Oxford community. 
That's, for ev- that's our mission statement, guys. That's for every person in this room. You're being raised up. You're being discipled, right, to take the kingdom out of this building to this community to radically transform it for the kingdom. And I'm not going to back off until we're all doing it. So make make this happen faster. Let's go. Are you with me? Come on. I'm serious. We're supposed to take the kingdom out. You have the kingdom. If I'm not preaching the Bible, then knock me off this place. Listen, I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm preaching to you because I need to hear this too. I have the kingdom inside of me. And I quit being stingy. When you see somebody that's in pain, you should be thinking, that person can get delivered. That person can get healed. That person can get set free. No more pain. No more discomfort. And then we wait two weeks later. And man, we could have, man, they could have saved them two weeks of pain and suffering if we'd have prayed for them sooner. Freely you have received. Freely give. Now, where do we begin? We begin, I would say, with our mouths. We begin with our mouths. How do we freely give away? We give away with our testimony. The Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Right? The first things that that Peter declares to the cripple, he says, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have, he declares to him, what I have, I'm going to give to you. And then he prays for him. We begin with the testimony. We begin with our mouths, sharing our testimonies. It's so important that we learn to just declare the goodness of God and what God has done for us. I know everybody in this room, God has done incredible things, right? And he wants to do that for so many people. See, the power of the testimony is is that when you guys were listening to the testimonies I was telling you about, weren't you guys getting excited about that? When you're like, oh my gosh, God wants to do this. God wants to do this. The testimony is such a powerful thing. Actually, in the, in the, in the original t- uh, language, the testimony, the word for testimony actually means do it again. So every time we declare it, right, every time I declare about healing, that means God wants to do it again. He wants to do it again. It's the power of the testimony. We begin with the testimony. So share your story with the person next to you. I mean, a lot of times when I go, um, when I meet somebody, like, I, I come across somebody and I'll say, like, if, if I'm, in, I'm in talk center, it's like, you know, I've been struggling with anxiety. Or I've been, so I go, you know what? God healed me of, of nine months of anxiety attacks. That's my testimony. And he wants, to heal, he wants to heal you too. Or you walk up to someone. How many times do you walk up to people and, they're, and you're just saying, how are you doing? Uh, I got this pain here. You know, God's, God's healed my shoulder. I've had two shoulders healed by God. And I think he wants to do the same thing for you. You just share your testimony. You share the testimony of God. Freely you have received, freely give. Now why is this all important? I, I just want to kind of close off just for a few minutes here, we've got a couple more. I want to close off the whole As You Go series. 
of why is this so important that we all are entering into this. Freely you have received, freely give. It's bigger than you. That's the one thing I would say. In Nehemiah, turn to, if you want, you can turn with me, or I think it'll be up on the screen here in chapter 4. I just want to read this to you. So anybody, who knows, the, raise your hand if you know the story of Nehemiah a little bit. Well, anyway, so Nehemiah gets word that um, the wall uh, around Jerusalem, there's this wall, and it's been, it's been destroyed. And um, it, they've been trying to rebuild it for 70 years. They've been trying to rebuild the wall for 70 years. And um, Nehemiah gets wind that it's, you know, it's not going well, and he asks the king, and he ends up going, right? And he, it's, it's this great story of leadership. It's this great story of community coming together to accomplish a goal. I, it's a great story. Anyways, um, he starts organizing the Jews, right, to rebuild the wall, and they come, they come against resistance and all this kind of stuff. And in the midst of this resistance is where we find uh, Nehemiah in chapter 4. Anyways, they end up rebuilding the wall in 52 days. And they, they couldn't do it in 70 years, and they end up doing it in 52 days, which is amazing. But he said this. It says, Therefore, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. After I looked things over, I stood up, and I said to the nobles, listen, this is what I want you to get. I stood up and I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome. Now listen to this. And fight for your families, your sons, and your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Fight. For your families, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. And that's what I'm telling you today. Why does this matter? Why does this fight for the kingdom? Why does this matter that we freely give away the kingdom, that we receive this kingdom power, the, the, the person of Holy Spirit, and we're constantly giving this way? Why is this so important? Because you're fighting for your family. Right? You're building a legacy. Listen, this is a legacy. This is a legacy of your family. When I'm going out from here, I'm living for, for my, my children. But I'm not living for them. I'm living for my children's children. And my children's children's children. Because I'm living a legacy here. This is a legacy of the kingdom of God. And every day matters in terms of what they're going to inherit. Listen, this isn't just about you. Quit thinking about that. What's your epitaph going to read? What's your children and your children's children, what are they going to say about you someday? Oh, great-grandpa John got healed of anxiety attacks. He had all these incredible encounters with God. Prayed for a guy's broken leg and it got completely healed. Saw cancer destroyed. What's your epitaph going to read about you? Listen. It matters. You're fighting for your family, right? And it's time for us to stand up and fight and give away what we have. Give away what you have, what, what the Lord has given to you, right? Give it away. It's not just about you. You're fighting, we're fighting for our family. We're fighting for the next generation. 
So let's stand up. We're going to go into worship. Sorry, I get a little excited. I love Jesus. and I love everything that he's done for me. Right? And we're building the kingdom, right? We're building and we're advancing the kingdom. God is awesome. God's going to heal people to here today. Listen, I don't know if you got pain, but we're going to pray for it. If you got pain, if you got something, we're praying for it, all right? We're going after this. Freely we have received, freely give.